Hi, I'm Cassandra Bodzak, and thank you for tuning in to Divine Downloads. This is the show where we help you bring the vision for your life into reality, and this episode is all about honoring the fall equinox. And um, I have so much to say. We're going to get into the main themes energetically of the equinox and how you can utilize these themes in your rituals and your practice. I'm going to give you some ideas of rituals I love. And at the end, I'm going to pull a card for just some guidance from our guides for those of you who are here listening. So let's dive in. So first of all, let's just talk about how for many, many, many lifetimes, we have honored the turning of the seasons and our ancestors were in tune with the changing of the seasons. And when we go back to the original holidays, to the Druid holidays, to the pagan holidays, to the, you know, Norse holidays, right? All of them revolve around the crops and the sun and nature and the seasons because the original religion was really nature, right? Was honoring when the sun would bless us, would was honoring when, you know, the the spring would blossom, the different the different energies and the different gifts and blessings of each season. And it was not about any season being better than another season, but just knowing that we as humans are cyclical beings because we're earth beings. And as the earth moves through the seasons, we move through seasons. And I had this you know, I had this kind of epiphany the other day, a few weeks ago, I was in Target grabbing some supplies and they had already started, it was like August still, and they had already started putting all of their fall decor out. And I was looking at some of it and I picked up, you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, like those cute little jars that they look like they're like, what does it say? This is like white snake root or whatever. It's like an apothecary jar or whatever. Like some small, cute little um, Halloween-y fall things, right? And I thought to myself, wow, I remember growing up as a kid, my mom and my grandma would always decorate for the season, both outside and inside the house. So my grandma, I remember, had this long... I forgot what credenza maybe I would call it. It was like in the dining room and it was this long table that she would always have like, you know, some like beautiful um, tapestry thing over it. And then depending on the season, she would have different things there. So maybe if it was autumn, she would have, you know, a nice like um, vase with some flowers in it or she would have like a ceramic she painted of like a pumpkin and it would all just be symbolic if it was the summer it might be sunflowers right um and my mom did the same thing on our um with our kitchen we had this like kind of fake little window above the sink that just led into like our dining room area and she still to this day she always decorates that little windowsill and it'll be maybe like a glass jar of candy corn and like cute little pumpkins or gourds there um, but there's always something that seasonally there and I remember growing up thinking like this doesn't make any sense like you guys it's just us it's not like we're entertaining all the time it's not like a ton of people come over our house 
like just leave the decorations outdoor. And it really clicked for me um, a few weeks ago in Target. And I was like, it was never about it being for anyone else. We don't decorate our homes seasonally for other people. We've been decorating it for ourselves since the dawn of time. We've been honoring the seasons in these equinoxes and solstices and Lamas and Mabon and Samhain and these different um, seasonal holidays, right? And these natural festivals and portals, right? And, you know, now looking back, I see in their own little way, you know, that that credence in the dining room was my grandma's altar to the season. The window in the kitchen is my mother's altar to the season. Now, neither one of them, I don't think, would would call it an altar, right? The way I might or you might if you're listening to this. Um, but in their own little way, that's how they were honoring it. That's how they were celebrating it. And it mattered to them. It mattered to them because it was important to honor how we shift through the seasons. And I think, you know, why I love the equinoxes and the solstice and the um, druid holidays, you know, even more than like new moons and full moons is because I really feel like there are these incredibly powerful portals and when we align our energy and our life and get in harmony with the seasons of our hemisphere, right? So if you're not in the Northern Hemisphere, this, you know, it doesn't apply to you for this season, right? You're not entering the autumn equinox, but applying that, right, connects us back to the earth. Eating seasonal foods, you know, we make fun or make light of at least like the pumpkin or pumpkin spice craze, you know, that happens. And again, it's funny because usually it's women that are the, doing these things, right? Because we were the witches. We were the, the priestesses. We were holding this space. Um, and we then, you know, it, it naturally organically flows from us and being like, you know what, I do want a pumpkin spice latte because I want to do something that's special for this season, right? Yes, you know what, I do want to, I am going to go to Target and buy the pumpkin spice candle or whatever it is, or a little throw pillow that says, hello, pumpkin, <laughs> whatever, right? Like, I'm going to do this because we have a natural, deep, deep, divine urge to honor the seasons. And I think so many of us have past lives, you know, where we were, like I said, priestesses or witches or druids or, you know, in some form used to celebrating the seasons, right? That was like the first religion. The first religion was mother nature, was honoring and giving thanks for the different gifts of every season. And I think when we take the time to celebrate these moments, whether it's through listening to a podcast like this, whether it's to coming to like a virtual ritual like we're doing with Divinely Design Your Life tomorrow um, or watching the replay of it or finding on YouTube some sort of, you know, autumn equinox meditation or sound bath, whether it's, you know, doing one of the rituals and practices I'm going to suggest in this podcast, um, 
it really does help us stay in harmony with the energy of the earth and the energy of life and the current. And I say this about astrology, but it's also about the seasons where we're naturally wired for growth and expansion. We're on a growth and growth and expansion journey from the second we're born here, right? And so when we line up with that, so what, let's go into like the themes of the autumn equinox specifically. So some of the big themes I think for me are one, the, wow, I totally just thought, <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day and now I'm like, wow. Okay. So gratitude is a big one. Gratitude is a big one. Balance. That's the one that was slipping out of my tongue. Balance. And then recalibration or transformation, whichever way you want to go with it. Um, so let's break it down and go through them one by one. Let's, we'll hit up gratitude first because I think that's, and also, I guess I should add to this as well, we're also in a season of the veil being thinner. And we get m more and more of that when we get to Samhain or Halloween time um, and Day of the Dead and all the different um, holidays around that time. But, at, but this kind of kicks it off. This is the kickoff point here with the autumn equinox that is making that veil thinner, where we have a possibility to tap in more, to connect to loved ones who may have passed, to connect to the psychic realms, to really deepen our connection and be honoring of it. And so utilizing this portal for that, I think it's really beautiful how you know, in the Mexican culture, they put out photos of their ancestors and create an altar of it, right? With candles and, and beautiful things. And it's something that we all can do to invite that, that energy and that communication into our home. If that's what we want, you know, on my desk, I have, you know, my grandma and grandpa, I have in our bedroom, my other grandma and grandpa, and um, I have them out as welcoming energies, right? To say, hey, look over me, connect to me. Like, let's, you know, let's be together. And to, if that's a ritual you can do, if you have someone that's passed um, that you really want, whether you've met them or not, you know, I've never met my grandfathers, um, but I still would love to welcome in their energy and any guidance and wisdom and unique ways they want to show up for me. Um, this is a beautiful ritual to also open up in this season. So I'll say that we'll do more of that as it gets closer to Samhain and Halloween, but I wanted to definitely give that because this is the portal opening into that energy, right? And then we have gratitude, right? So in the, uh, Druid or, uh, more of the pagan traditions, there is a holiday, um, right before this called Lamas and Lamas is like the, it's the celebration of the crops and the harvest and abundance, right? And so we're honoring this and then we move into the fall equinox and there still is that theme of gratitude, right? That gratitude for all we've had, gratitude for all of the wisdom that we have absorbed over the summer, gratitude and honoring you know, everything that, that we have abundantly that's fueling us and holding us because that gratitude is going to alchemize the transformation, alchemize the recalibration that we're stepping into so that we are shifting and up-leveling and transforming from a place of love. So if you think about it, 
before the leaves fall from the tree, they turn beautiful colors. It's like the earth and nature's way of saying thank you, right? Honoring them as they transition, right? And then go back into the cycle of life, right? Go into the soil and, and become one with the earth again. And then new leaves fall, form. And similar as we are also embarking on this theme of recalibration and transformation and stepping into this next part of our life, it's coming from that place of gratitude. It's saying, thank you for all that I've learned. Thank you for all that is accessible to me. Thank you for all the guidance and the wisdom as well as the earthly support and the abundance and all the resources that I do have, right? And moving into this next era from that space. And one of the metaphors I really like to use for this time of year is like the back to school energy. If you remember growing up when you were, you know, in elementary school or middle school or even high school, right? Oftentimes, you know, everyone goes away for the summer. You know, maybe you go on vacation with your parents. Maybe you go to a camp. Maybe you just hang out locally with some friends. But it's like you get out of that kind of school container for the, the rest of the summer. And then when everybody comes back in September... There's that kind of like new school year, new vibe, like what's my first day of school outfit going to be? Am I going to get a new haircut? What's my energy going to be like going into this year? Who am I going to hang out with? You know, what, what subjects am I going to focus on? Am I going to sign up for this club or whatever it is, right? And it's so wonderful how, you know, there's not a ton of things I feel like in this life um, made by institutions that are in cycles with the seasons. But I do believe the school year is, honestly. Um, and so it's really nice that we have that boost. And I think a lot of you might be able to relate to even far into adulthood. Um, I still get that kind of like back to school energy in the fall, right? And I know especially people that have kids also, like they feel it probably even more because they're gathering stuff for them. But there is this there is an alchemy that happens when, you know, in the fall, it's one, it's the days start getting shorter and the weather is a little bit more crispy and we move away from the more leisurely, carefree days of summer into all of a sudden I need to get myself in gear. Even if as an adult you work all the way through the year, there's often a different energy to your work in the summer and then come the fall when like the leaves start changing and you start feeling a little bit you know of the crisp autumn wind it's like okay let's get going right I noticed that like for me the fall is always a time where I like to launch new programs or, or start something new because I feel a lot of that like okay, we've all had our fun this summer, we've all relaxed, we've enjoyed our families, we've hung out with our friends. Now, like, let's make these last few months of the year count and end on a high note. And I feel that for myself as well. There's a recalibration energy that happens um, kicking off with this autumn equinox where we really take that moment to sit down and give gratitude to what we've learned and how we've grown over the summer months and step into how do we want to end this calendar year, right? Or for, for a lot of us, and for me included, the autumn feels like the new year, right? It feels to me 
the autumn equinox feels more like the new year than January 1st does because it's like it's such a it's a change of season it's a change of energy um, and it allows us to really step into that next phase of whatever it is so one of the fun activities um, I'll give you two rituals around gratitude uh, one around gratitude and one around um stepping into this recalibration that I really love. Um, so the gratitude one, the most basic thing you can do is just, you know, for the portal of the season, maybe commit to do it from the fall equinox to the winter solstice of keeping a small gratitude journal of every day, even if you put a timer on your cell phone for like one minute, or maybe you challenge yourself to just write 10 things. It doesn't have to be a crazy undertaking, Okay but be in the energy of gratitude as we move into the winter. And I think gratitude is one of the most underrated spiritual tools, is often written off because we're like, that's so basic, that's so one-on-one, right? But it's such an alchemist. It shifts our vibration, it shifts our mindset, it shifts how we go into the day. And if you can kick off the day and even end the day if you're really an overachiever with gratitude it will totally shift your whole experience of your reality another a little bit more creative fun way to um, practice gratitude is by i have like this cute little altar box that i use Um, you could get like a beautiful um, glass vase Um, and for this what i do is i'll take little pieces like use like little post-its or something like that and write things I'm grateful for. I'll kick it off during my autumn equinox ritual, right? And write as many as I can think of and put them in this box. And then I'll put it on my desk or next to my bedside with the pen and the little pad. And every day, just add three things to the box. And then the box serves as a way for you to also reaccess that power of gratitude when you need it. So if you're having a particularly bad day and you're feeling really funky or you're feeling really hopeless or, you know, life happens, right? Something funky happens. You can go to your gratitude box and spend like just 10 minutes reading through some of the things you feel grateful for and it will help assist you in reactivating those feelings. And it's really, it's a beautiful gift to give to yourself. And then if you're doing it, um, from now into the winter solstice, it's also then becomes kind of like the Christmas, the, the the kind of Christmas gifts of the winter solstice, right? Is actually just reading all the things you've been grateful for during that entire time. Um, and it's the Christmas gift for the soul. Um, a, like another way of doing that same thing is uh, if you have, if you live in a place that has um, beautiful fall leaves falling down, Go on a little walk every day. If you're walking your dog or you know, take five minutes, walk once around the block. Again, doesn't have to be a huge commitment. And pick a few leaves. And write, you know, in marker on those leaves what you're grateful for and put it in the vase. And little by little, the vase will be full of beautiful leaves. Um, so you could use it as maybe like a decor piece if you have like an entry table or, or someplace where um, if you have a family, this is a great activity to get everybody in the household on. I actually hosted Thanksgiving last year and got this little makeshift tree 
um, and it had little leaves that you would stick on the branches that we all wrote what we're grateful on. So if you have kids, it's also a really great activity to get them involved in, and that'll also help you stay accountable. <laughs> um, so those are those are some fun gratitude rituals to do. And another creative ritual that I really like around the recalibration, I know a lot of you have probably heard about vision boards where you either, you know, on Pinterest or electronically compile a bunch of um, pictures of what you want to manifest or, you know, if you're old school like me, you cut them out of magazines and like glue them onto a picture frame. But you can do a next evolution board, right? Or like a new me board. And again, like think about the new elements of what you are both releasing and what you're stepping into and imagine almost in that like kind of back to school energy of like, what's my vibe going to be coming into this new season, right? What am I committed to? And you can have so much fun with this. You can put words, you know, on it that are symbolic. You can have pictures, um, you know, maybe if one of your intentions is to, you know, work out more, maybe have pictures of, you know, someone working out. If you, maybe, maybe there is like an aesthetic change you want to make. Maybe you want to wear different colors or you want to change your hair, right? Those are fun too. Like it all gets to be on there and you can put that on there and maybe you want to remind yourself of different fall rituals you want to do like pumpkin picking or making apple turnovers or <laughs> whatever it is, right? Put all of those on there and hang that up either you know, um, on your altar, on your desk, on your bedside table, put it in a place that you'll see daily that will remind you of the you that you're committed to showing up for and showing up as in this portal, in this season, as you're stepping into the becoming. And then the last theme that I think is incredibly important is balance. The equinox, um, literally means equal night. So the day is equal to the night. And we have the light being equal to the dark. So honoring balance in our lives. And also really asking ourselves, where are we out of balance? The beauty of nature and the beauty of astrology and the stars and the energy is that I would venture to guess you already know the answer to this. <laughs> You probably already know what's not working, where, you know, there's a natural balancing that happens in the fall from summer energy, like coming off summer energy, but not quite winter energy yet, where there was a level of maybe more um, like buzzing around and relaxing and having fun and all that, you know, in the summer. And then perhaps you come to the fall and it's a little bit like, okay, you know, let's get a little bit more serious. Let's do work. Let's focus on some goals right now. And it's not about going the whole opposite extreme because you also have that element of the fall that's like, pull up a cup of tea, read a book by the fire, gather with friends, you know, over some delicious fall baked goods and pumpkin spice lattes or whatever, right? Go pumpkin picking. There are so many balancing activities of the fall as well. And it's really asking, how are you approaching that dynamic? I think especially in our world, we just tend to be more extremists. I definitely will speak to that myself. You know, I'm either like traipsing around Europe or I'm like, 
working 12 hours, you know? And so it's checking in with ourselves and saying, what does balance look like for me? And there's no right or wrong answer here, but it's it's investigating that. Like a, a very basic example that, you know, I've learned over the summer is, you know, going into the summer, I really got into reading um, different fiction books and like fantasy books that I like. And I never, I haven't ever really been a big fiction reader. I've always been a nonfiction, self-help, business, investing, love reading stuff and learning, but never, you know, since I was young, at least when I was young, I would read fiction, but I haven't been that. So I really got into reading fiction this summer and I almost exclusively read fiction this summer. And so, and I read it like, almost like constantly. It was, it's, it's probably one of my favorite, like, it's my favorite hobbies or my favorite fun time to do. And now coming into fall, it's like balancing that with being like, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, read fiction is one of my things that I love to read, uh, like pull up a cup of tea after dinner and sit by my fireplace or, you know, uh, read before I go to bed or whatnot to help me wind down. And like, it's my probably version of TV or some sort of like relaxing thing. But I'm going to balance that more than I did in the summer season with also the groundedness of fall. That is intuitively guiding me to focus more on certain business things and get some structures in place, right? Because we have to remember that seasonally when we think about nature and we think about like our ancestors and even go far back as like cavemen, from a natural perspective, fall is preparing us for winter. And so there can be an energy of what systems do I need to get in place? What do I need to prepare, right? As our bodies intuitively go into a season that is, again, that slows down even more, right? That's really about can we, especially during that holiday period, um, take that rest? And how can we set up the systems that we set up in the fall and the new habits that we bring and the recalibration that we step into also helps us go into this, you know, the calendar new year from a totally different place, from an up-leveled place. So honoring that, as far as the balance thing goes, um, there's a couple of different rituals you can do around this. One um, is holding two different crystals. This is a fun experience. If you have a light and a dark crystal, so let's say you have a labradorite that's like black and maybe you have a moonstone or you have a clear quartz and you hold them and you actually just feel the energies recalibrating and balancing out and just meditate on that. And I would, even if you don't have those crystals, meditating on the balance within you. You can even ask your guides to show you you know, where am I off balance, right? If we're even just looking at like, let's say um, a circle that's, you know, cut down the middle and one half is black, one half is white, you know, where where is your circle <laughs> divided, right? And if we think about the black as the yang energy, the more outward energy, the doing, the action, the, you know, that kind of more 
traditionally masculine energy, right? And the yin, the white, as that receiving energy, that nourishing energy, um, that intuitive energy. And we just hold up that. If you often just go into your mind's eye, you can clearly see which one um, is in balance. I just did that and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit more yin right now. Um, and just sometimes don't even overthink it. Like look at it and be like, okay. And then journal on that. Be like, okay, so how does that show up in my day? And that's another great kind of practical ritual to do. It's really looking how your day is constructed. Is if I'm feeling really yang, then my guess is that your day is constructed of like a ton of doing, 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 and not enough things that are bringing you nourishment and pleasure, maybe not enough spiritual practice time, not enough reflection time, um, and helping to navigate it out. And it's all progress over perfection. I don't believe that there's some elusive, perfect balance. I think we are living things in motion and it's just constantly tapping into ourselves and asking ourselves where we are on the scales of balance at any given time. And the autumn equinox is that time to check in and ask. So some other simple rituals before we pull our card that I want to share with you. I will write this out in a more cohesive way in my Substack post this week. So if you are someone that's like, okay, I love listening to all this, but I'd really love like a neat sheet with all these kind of written out, um, check out my Substack. I'll put the link below and that'll go out probably this Friday probably this Friday right before the equinox to kind of remind everyone of these rituals and perhaps any new ones I think up <laughs> in the interim. So the other things that I think are super fun, we talked about with my mother and my grandmother kind of almost unconsciously building altars, but we can consciously build altars and deciding, you know, whether we want to do that on our the mantle of our fireplace or we have a table that we want to, maybe in the center of our dining room table, um, altars, I think sometimes we have like a, this vision that like all altars have to look like, you know, super, <laughs> super witchy, right? For better lack of a word. And while there's nothing wrong with your wal your Walter, your altar looking very witchy, if that's what you want, uh, it's very on brand for the season. Anyway, an altar, like I said, like with my grandma and with my mother, an altar can simply be, you know, a a beautiful vase with autumn colored flowers, um, a, you know, a, a pumpkin spice candle, maybe an apple. Apples are very symbolic of this time of year. Um, maybe uh, a pomegranate, right? This also, this is the time of Persephone's trip into the underworld. So pomegranates are also very symbolic of this time of year. Maybe you have some dried uh, leaves that are beautiful or some pumpkins that you or gourds you want to pick, right? Um, you can make something beautiful that is an altar to you because it's rem your remembrance of the season. And then, you know, I also love when it comes to putting crystals in, like I, I am, crystals are certain colors for very, for certain reasons. So if we're attracted to certain crystals, that makes sense. Some of the crystals that are going to be cohesive to equinox energy are going to 
connect to autom uh, aut uh, gosh what's going on today autumnal aut autumnal you guys know what i'm trying to say autumn colors um if you want to do what i said and you know put maybe like a moonstone or uh you know clear quartz and a labradorite or you know some something that symbolizes that balance right maybe you have a cool yin yang thing right that you want to put there but something that symbolizes that balance to you creating an altar um is really about the intention you infuse everything with so it's asking yourself what symbolizes this season for you and what aspects of that sim symbolism do I want to place in my altar, right? What's connecting me so that when I look at that throughout the day, it's just a little loving reminder of honoring the season and reminding your conscious and subconsciousness that we are in this season, right? Then the other thing that, you know, we're going to be doing in our Divinely Design Your Life workshop is having a fall intentional candle. I actually made one for myself. Um, and you don't have to make one, but you can just get a candle and you can pick one that already has a scent that you love or a color that really speaks to the fall. You can put a crystal, let a, mine already fell in, but I put a little citrine up here. Um, you can anoint that candle with um, whatever oil, like maybe some cinnamon or some clove, right? That kind of bring that energy of autumn with you. Or maybe maybe you're really yang right now and so you really wanna welcome in more yin and you do rose or lavender, or chamomile, or like a more gentle scent to kind of symbolize what this season is. And a traditional candle, burning rituals you know my go-to always um i just love it working with the energy of the fire um because we can then ask you know the fire to remove anything that's blocking us release anything that's no longer serving us and then we set powerful intentions i like to just write my intentions out on a little piece of paper fold it up place it under the candle um and then we light it when we're in ritual so whether that is us just meditating and holding our intentions, meditating perhaps maybe after listening to this podcast on all the different themes, maybe you do some journaling and then you really hold, maybe you do that, you know, recalibration board and then you hold the vision, you light the candle and you place the candle on your altar and you let it burn. You just let it burn through. You don't extinguish it and and reignite it if you need to if you're absolutely I if you absolutely need to because you're terrified you're going to burn your house down or something like that um use a plate or um a candle topper kind of thing to extend don't blow it out <laughs> because blowing it out it's like a shifting the energy whereas extinguishing it and lighting it again it's kind of hitting a pause button and letting it evoke again um so honor that and um, but like I said I always recommend just just getting candles that have glass containers because it just all my candles I just buy candles and glass you can repurpose them as cups or pen holders um, but then you don't have to worry about anything burning anything down <laughs> so those are a couple of rituals um, oh, one last one I want to tell you about before we pull our card so there's a thing called a simmer pot and a simmer pot I really love, especially for autumn, because one, for me, it's kind of reminiscent of a cauldron, 
But two, I think autumn has the best scents. I think autumn and winter probably have the best scents, in my humble opinion. And so a simmer pot is essentially you take a big soup, soup pot or stew pot or whatever, put it on the stove, boil some water in it, and start putting in some herbs and spices and fruits of the season. So for fall, you might want to slice up some apples. You might want to um, put in some cinnamon. Maybe you're feeling called to cloves. Maybe you want to throw some lemon in there because you want that. Again, it's just like the altar. Everything you put in there is symbolic. So you can put in, and you could also Google Pinterest. There's tons of simmer pot recipes if you were like, ah. I'm so scared. Um, There's so many different options you can use to get inspiration from. And the thing I like about it is you really can't mess it up. You're not going to drink it. It's not meant for that. It's really an intentional ritual that will smell up your whole home deliciously. <laughs> um, and it's a great time for you to, as you're putting the things that you're putting in, you know, symbolically honoring what that means to you. And so, you know, cinnamon can be a uh, protection spice, right? So it's protecting me from outside influences that don't have my highest good in mind. Um, Apples can be, you know, represent immortality and health. So putting those in, health of myself, health of my family. Um, Whether it's, you know, maybe cloves, maybe you're igniting some passion in your life. You want to spice it up. pomegranates like symbolizing the the strength to be able to like go into the shadows go into the underworld and emerge um and like I said it it's all about what it matters to you right so maybe you want to focus more on your business and you rosemary symbolizes focus right so you're going to throw some rosemary in maybe you're like I want to really brighten up my attitude. So I'm going to throw some lemon in there, right? You can have so much fun with it. It's also a great activity, one, for kids or two, for your girlfriends. (laughs) Invite some girlfriends over, do an intentional simmer pot ritual. And then you can also use bay leaves. Bay leaves are um, the go-to for manifestation. So you can write what you're calling in, what you want to manifest on the bay leaves, and then toss it into the simmer pot to... Whoa, so you guys, I don't know if you guys saw that, if you're on the video, you saw literally there were like two cards that just flew out of the deck. Um, So those are some of my ritual tips, but no matter whether you can gather with friends or going to a ritual, find some way to find some time to really honor this season with you. And I think... um, having something, even it's something really small, like a fall scented candle or a picture of, you know, a a fall landscape or um, a little, one of those cute little baby pumpkins you can get at the grocery store or something like that. um, as just a reminder to you of what the season is and what it means. Um, Okay, let's, so... We got two cards. Two cards want to come up for this equinox and all this energy. So the one is Eight of Gabriel. And I just love this picture. For those of you who are listening in, it is literally the angel. um, An angel flying with uh, long flowy hair and a long dress and all of these 
different verbs surrounding her. Um, and it's all about a great deal of activity, sudden and immediate results, and communication. So for this set, for this, um, I really feel like this is about honoring that it might feel like a really steep curve of a ramp up from going for maybe um, more relaxed summer vibes to all of a sudden so much coming in and from all directions and all different ways and to really, um, one, get it, like expect to see immediate results from your intentions, expect to see immediate results from you know, be in that energy of like, it gets to be easy. It gets to happen for me. Um, I am really powerful. I'm calling this in and don't be surprised when a lot of stuff comes in. And then I think the communication um, is really just reminding that even when, if we feel overwhelmed or I feel like we have a lot going on, that communication is really key. We can just come back, let people know, hey, I'm super excited to do this. Um, this week's not going to work for me. Can we do next week? I'm really looking forward to it, right? We can get a lot of inflow and then we also get to step into our power and be master communicators of negotiating, you know, what works for us and hey, oh, you want me to do X, Y, and Z? Well, I can't do X, Y, and Z, but what, what would feel good to do is A, B, and C, right? So use your communication skills if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, if you feel like you can't handle all the results and blessings that are coming to you. Um, and I'll just add in that, keep in that gratitude for it, keep in that gratitude and know that this is flowing to you because you can handle it. And this harvest and these blessings are meant for you. So just keep on coming back to yourself, keep on breathing, keep on finding that balance um, and keep on communicating about what you need and how you, if they're all things you wanna say yes to, how you can maybe shift certain things so that that yes really aligns for you. Um, ah, this is the queen of Ariel and it is like a queen with an angel behind her and a beautiful, like all like a chandelier and all these flowers. And there is a beautiful, it's funny cause we just talked about this. There is like a table like altar behind it and she's got a little tree there that looks like it has like roses and fruits and different things on it. Um, it says, nurture yourself and those you love. The ability to make anything more beautiful. Practical and wise advice. Oof. So to me, this is a huge affirmation of honor the, the decorating of your home, honor the ways you want to, you know, symbolically own this Equinox portal, and also honor that next, um, evolution of you that's peeping through honor the transformation and and you get to make those you know this to me sounds like there may be certain things that you want to beautify in your life you want to make your home more beautiful maybe you want to make your um style in your opinion more beautiful maybe there are little nuances of how you want to add that gift and know that that is a gift making something beautiful is a gift and taking that extra time um, where maybe you would have in the past thought that was frivolous to spend a day reorganizing your bookshelf or to, you know, decorate or to even, you know, spend some time really thinking about the new style you're stepping into or if you want to get a haircut or even just 
changing up your website or something, right? There's so many ways. And trusting that oftentimes vibrational shifts also manifest in those aesthetically pleasing ways. So just trust the flow of that and honor it and um, make sure to, I think it's so funny how the theme, you know, one of the themes is balance. And here we get these two cards, right? We get not not one like I was aiming for, but two cards, one that's like, all these things are happening. <laughs> Sudden results are happening, right? Communicate. And then another card that's like, nurture yourself, take care of yourself, take time to make things more beautiful. And so I think it's reminding us of that duality as well, to dance with the things that will be moving, the things that will be shifting. And also don't forget to take that time to nurture yourself, to be with your loved ones and to, you know, honor those, you know, little ways that we want to make our life more beautiful or more pleasant and um, enjoying the little, the little things in life and not getting so caught up in all the, um, the excitement. I feel like there's going to be a lot of good momentum for uh career here. Right. But Again, stepping up to that challenge of balance. Anyway, I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. Um, I hope you got some great insights. If you are thinking of joining us in Divinely Design Your Life, the process, there's a link below. We will be having our gathering and then it will we'll be doing a ritual for the um, autumn equinox and talking even more in depth about it. Um, and uh, you can check that out as well as I do have two exciting new offerings. I am now offering a la carte sessions. So if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me, I have 90-minute clarity and momentum sessions where we literally dive in on an area where you feel blocked or stuck. We call on your guides. We ask for the wisdom. We let, you know, what flows through. Sometimes we're going to be clearing fear blocks. I give you a mixture of both the practical and the magical where we talk about um, what you need to shift energetically and giving you the tools to do that, as well as what is a practical roadmap for your next steps. Um, and then of course we end by pulling some angel cards and giving you some guidance to go on your way. So if you're curious about that, I'll put the link below as well. And last but not least, I am so excited about my creative hours offering. It is once a week on Wednesdays right now where we get together and it's 90 minutes long and we um, as a group of creators are writing books, writing screenplays, writing novels, um, working on podcast content, working on creative content and it's really a time to be surrounded by other creatives and held accountable for showing up for that thing that probably keeps getting like pushed to the bottom of your to-do list, but that is really on the top of your soul. So if that's something that you need to find balance on with this fall equinox about giving everyone else your time and not having any time for the projects that are really important to your heart, check out that link. I would love to see you in creative hours. I really, I look forward to Wednesdays every week because it's just such um, it's so juicy and we've only been doing it for three weeks. It's ongoing. You can join whenever. And already all of us were saying this morning that like we see so much momentum 
just from, you know, doing those 90 minutes once a week. And it's, it's just incredible. So if that sounds like it resonates with you, check it out. I hope to see you. Thanks again for listening. I love that you're here and I appreciate you. Thank you for subscribing. Um, thank you for leaving uh, five-star reviews. It's super appreciated. Thank you for sharing this podcast with people that, you know, you love and that you think would love it. Um, it means the world to me. So happy autumn equinox.